What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Cold Seat Podcast, where the seats are cold and the takes are hot. Turf, Thursday turf talk, rather, coming at you number seven today. Got college football week six, NFL week NFL week five. Got four teams on the bye this week, which is our first bye week of the year. So a few less games, and then we'll obviously get our rookie watch at the end with a little bit of NFL news today that dropped, um, specifically with the Chargers, but we're going to cover it anyways with a big name getting dealt. But we will uh, we'll start off with our college football week six predictions. Got our six or Sorry, four ranked matchups, one other matchup, with the Tech, which is the Texas Tech game. Can't talk today. Um, first one here is the Oklahoma game, Oklahoma-Texas, Red River, Red River rivalry. Number 12, Oklahoma, number three, Texas. Texas favored by six and a half in this rivalry game. Brett, I'll let you make your pick first today. Yeah, with a one-score spread, I went with Texas to beat Oklahoma at the neutral site in Dallas. Um, I mean, this was my pick for the Big 12 championship game in Dallas as well. Um, UT versus OU. So it should be an exciting one. Last year, I know Dylan Gabriel didn't take, uh, wasn't on the field for the Red River rivalry. So might have a different story this year. Um, should be a closer game. But still picking Texas to win by maybe 10 to 14. Um, I hope it's a good game. And, you know, with these two teams going to the SEC, I think they want to show kind of everyone in the Big 12 that they deserved. <laughs> Well, everyone in the country really that they deserve to be in the SEC and can play with that level of competition. So I think it starts here as they're playing each other. Um, and what's going to be the last year of a storied Big 12 conference as it kind of shifts to a new generation starting next year. But I'm picking Texas. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Texas wins this game. Um, I know it wasn't close last year. Dylan Gabriel didn't play. Uh, it was Quinn's first game back from injury, if I remember correctly. Um, this Texas team just looks different though than they did last year. They've been the best second half team in the country, and I don't think it's particularly close. Um, I think they're going to roll in the second half. It's going to be tight at half. I think they've done every week. They did it with Rice. They did it with uh, Kansas. They did it with, with Alabama. I think like they played down to their opponent's level in the first half a little bit, and then they, I don't know what they do at halftime, whether it's adjustments or whatever, which is interesting because they were one of the worst second half adjusting teams in, in, the, in the country last year. Now they're arguably the best. So um, I think they win in the second half. I think, like I said, tight at halftime. I think Texas pulls away uh, in the second half, wins by uh, probably a touchdown or, or just over a little bit more than that. Um, curious to see how good Oklahoma actually is. They really haven't played any legit comp, like actual competition for them yet. I don't feel like. Um, whereas Texas has played a really good Alabama team that I think when we've seen with Jalen Miller at quarterback, they are clearly better than than um, you know than than without him at quarterback. So. Picking Texas to win, Texas to cover. Our next one here is number 23, LSU, at number 21, Missouri. Uh, LSU, the road dog, LSU's favored by five and a half. Lower-ranked team on the road favorite. I'm going to pick LSU to win and cover. I I don't think 21 is indicative of Mizzou's uh, ranking. I just feel like we were super, super high on just the Big 12 overall to start the year, Kansas State included, and then they win that game at home against Kansas State. Um, I think LSU gets it done. That offense is a lot. Um, going to be curious to see how they bounce back after a tough loss on the road to Ole Miss and Oxford. So looking for LSU to win. Uh, can I get right this week and can I jump back in the top 20? Yeah, I'm going with LSU as well. Um, their offense with Jaden Daniels has looked really good overall. Um, I know people expected big things from him this year, and he's been playing really well. I think top five in the country in passing yards. Um, a tough loss for them last week, but I'm counting on him to bounce back this week. 
on the road again as they travel up to Missouri, like you said. Um, spreads five and a half. Probably pick them to win by ten plus. So going with LSU. The next game, another ranked SEC matchup in number twenty Kentucky facing number one Georgia. Georgia's favored by fifteen. I'm picking Georgia to win. Um, being home helps a lot. But I'm picking Kentucky to cover. This Kentucky team's been really solid all throughout the year so far through five games and. I think they're going to play Georgia really solid in this game as well. Um, I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think. Georgia's kind of been a little unimpressive so far. Um, haven't really had the offense that people thought they could have with Carson Beck at quarterback. So I'm going with um, Kentucky to cover, but Georgia to win it. If this game was in Kentucky, I'd be picking Kentucky to win. That's how strongly I feel that Georgia's offense is holding them back. That said, this game is in Athens, in Athens, and this team plays well in Athens. It's a great home environment, especially right now with as good as they've been the last two years. Um, we're going to see the, the fall from grace this week, though. Georgia's going to win this game with a late defensive stop, I think. Like, I'm talking up four, Kentucky's driving, and defense gets a stop, like on fourth down across the 50 type stuff. Um, don't be shocked if they win or if Georgia loses, if Kentucky wins. I'm going to, again, I'm going to pick him at home, pick him to win at home because it's in Athens. I 100% think Kentucky's covering 15, and I would not be surprised if Georgia loses. This Georgia offense is is very suspect. Rock Bowers has done a lot for them, and the offensive line has helped, but they, they've they shown a lot of weaknesses. And I, while I understand why they're still at one, it's, you know, the the mindset is Georgia until it is, until it's not. And you can kind of get over the South Carolina game. Maybe that's their one slip up of the year. This is the week where we find out if Georgia's going to be a legit contender or if this is just carryover from the two, the back-to-back titles. And it's fine if it is. I, I understand that. They won back-to-back. The defense is still really good. They still have arguably one of the best weapons in, in college football in Brock Bowers. So I get it. But at the same time, this is very much a prove-it game for Georgia. Um, and they for them to prove to me that they are going to be a legit contender to, to make the college football playoff and, and truly have – strike fear into opponents in the in the playoff they're gonna need to win by 15 they're gonna need to cover for me i don't think that's gonna happen so picking georgia to win at home but in a tight one like i said next one here is number 10 notre dame at number 25 lsu notre dame favorite on the road by six and a half picking them to win picking them to cover um gutted one out against duke last week it was an awesome game back-to-back uh incredible evening games for notre dame i don't think this one's gonna be close louisville at 25 feels like the committee just needed a, or the committee, the, like the AP poll, just like they got a couple extra votes and they somehow got to 25. I don't know if they're a top 25 team in the country. Um, I'm picking Notre Dame to win and cover. Probably going to win by two scores if I had to guess. I, if Great House is healthy, I think they win by two scores. The passing offense looked a little different with him banged up. I will say last week they didn't throw the ball as well. It felt like they missed his presence, which is crazy to say as a true freshman, but um, it looked like they missed his presence a little bit as a guy that Sam Hartman really had a good connection with kind of all spring and then uh, in the first few weeks so if he's back i think it sounds like he'll be back i think he's gonna be, gonna be healthy i don't know you might know better than i would but um i think he's healthy this week good to go against louisville so i'm taking him to win by by a couple scores yeah i believe he'll be back this week um but yeah notre dame on the road again for another ranked matchup seems like notre dame's playing a ranked game every week um picking him to win by more than six which is what the spread is six and a half Louisville already with three conference wins as they're five and zero on the year, three and zero in conference. Hot start to the year, um, but I'm going to take 
Notre Dame, like I said, I just think their offense is going to click. Um, Louisville hasn't really done anything too impressive on the year so far. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they get through the 2023 ACC schedule. Um, I don't think that they're going to stay undefeated after this week. Um, they probably finish the season with four, maybe five losses. The ACC isn't great, but it definitely has some contenders in it. Um, so picking Notre Dame to win that. And then a final game, as always, Texas Tech traveling to play Baylor this week on the road. Um, Tech's fared by one, so picking Tech to win. Baylor has looked, has looked pretty bad so far. Um, they got rolled by Texas in the conference opener. And then on the road at UCF, they were down 25, I believe. And then they came back and won 36 to 35. So a big-time conference win for them that was needed. But I think Tech goes in there and finally wins this year. It seems like outside of last year, every year they've had trouble with Baylor, just haven't closed the door. I know three years ago, Tech won. Two years ago, they barely lost on a controversial call, I think. And then last year, they got rolled at home in what was kind of their bad game of the year. So, picking Tech to rebound, and it should be a fun game. I don't really know what to make of Baylor this year. Um, they get beat at home by Texas State to open the year, which is not a good loss. They then should have beat – I don't know say should have beat, but they played Utah tight. Granted, no cam rising and, and all that, but they played them tight at home. And they play Long Island, whatever. They get rolled by Texas. And then the last week, they, they come back and beat UCF, but then they were down big. So I, I don't know what to make of them, frankly. I'm a little confused about um, – confused by your tactics. I, I just don't know what to make of them yet. I think Tech's going to win the game. I think it'll be tight. Um, it, the one-point spreads, you're, you're literally picking a winner. Um, so I'm going to pick Tech to win, obviously, to cover the one. Um, curious to see how the game goes. This is easily a game that Tech could drop. They don't play well on the road. It, it Frankly, in any sport, which I'm just so baffled by, but uh, that's another conversation for another time. But, um, you know, I just – I wonder – I wonder how the offense comes out. The defense has looked good the last couple of weeks. They've looked better than, um, yeah, obviously they got, they got lit up in the first half last week, but they, they dialed it up and they were, they pitched a shutout in the second half. So props to Tim DeRuiter and, and company there. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I'm going to, I'm going to pick that to win, but this game could go a whole number of different ways. Um, I like to think that the offense comes out with a game plan to get Taj, Taj Brooks 25 plus carries and, Hopefully that can open up the passing game and they can kind of get some stuff going downfield. Um, hopefully the play calling is better this week. I didn't say that every single week, but um, I w- it was a better start with getting Taj the ball more last week. So hopefully that continues here and they can give him the ball 25 times and he can run for 150 because that's kind of what it feels like he would do if he gets 25 carries. So I'm um, looking for a big week for Taj on the road in Waco. Kind of wraps up our college picks for the week, getting into week five with the NFL. Um Four bye weeks this week with the Browns, Chargers, Seahawks, and Buccaneers. So going to miss a couple games there. Um, the rest of the slate's wide open, though. So uh, we'll start it off with Bears at Commanders. Um, going to take Commanders to win at home, favored by six. Going to take them to cover the six as well. Yeah, this should be a good week overall. Um, like you said, we're down two games because it's the first week of buys um, for the 2023 season. But, I mean, a lot of good competition. Only four games have 
bigger than a four-point spread, so we should should see a lot of close games this week. Um, but definitely a couple big spreads as well. Um, but yeah, leading off the week, Thursday night football, Bears at Commanders, probably the worst game of the week. So we'll get it out of the way um, on Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, picking the Commanders to win and cover. I hate that it's Thursday night, by the way. I I, I simply right. hate it that it's Thursday night. Yeah. I hate it. But yeah, sorry. But I'm picking the Commanders to win and cover. I just after the Bears did last week, that kind of seals the deal on what I think of them and their offense and their coaching staff and everything. Um, the commanders haven't looked bad. I think Sam Howell should get this year and next year to fully prove himself and kind of do what they can with the new ownership to surround him with the right tools to succeed before you truly assess if he is the guy. Um, but if you give him a couple years, I think they might find that he is the guy. If I mean, they're two and two. I think people rejected them to have five, six wins this year. So they're well on their way to exceeding that. Um, I think seven or more wins this year would be really successful for them. Um, and what's a tough division? I mean, they took Philly to the wire last week and blew it in overtime in Philly. Um, so picking commanders to win by probably a good margin here. Um, probably looking at 12 plus. On Sunday at noon, um, yeah, the Ravens at Steelers. Ravens are favored by four, coming off a big uh, four-score win in Cleveland against the Browns. Picking the Ravens to win, I know Kenny Pickett said he would play this Sunday, but I don't know if he's going to be able to, um, just from a medical standpoint, with his uh, bone bruise on his knee. I know Pat Fryermuth is out, so a big blow to their offense as well. Um, just They look really bad offensively so far this year. Um, three points against Houston last week. And what was a blowout loss? And the Ravens have—they've played okay. They probably had the easiest first five weeks in the league to start the year, and unfortunately, they dropped one of them. But um, they're getting healthy. They're getting some guys back this week. I don't know if they're going to play this week, but nonetheless, they're back on the practice field. So, should be exciting to see who ends up playing. Um, should have some good matchups in this game as well. Um, but I'm picking Ravens to win and cover. Yeah, Ravens to win and cover, um, getting some guys healthy. It sounds like the way that they talked about it sounds like Kenny's going to play. Um, I think he'll be limited. I think he's going to play at least, though. Frymuth listed as doubtful, which means he's not going to play, um, which is tough for him. I just think the Ravens, I know this is a rivalry game and it's a divisional game and it's in Pittsburgh, so the crowd's going to be up no matter what because they're playing Baltimore. I just. With the Ravens getting healthy and the Steelers being hurt and as dysfunctional as the Steelers' offenses look, I just don't see how they're going to score more than 14 points this week. You know what I mean? So picking the Ravens to win and cover. Um, next game here is the Jags at Bills. Bills favored by five and a half at home. I'm taking the Bills to win and cover. The Jags have been unimpressive so far this year. That It seems like they don't really know what they are. Calvin Ridley had like a huge week one and has been awful since. So, I don't really know what's going on with him. I don't really know what's going on with kind of the team as a whole. Um, looks like they are, I guess, closer to what we thought they would be last year than, I guess, closer to what they were last year than people, what people projected them to be. Um, Bills look really good. They look good last week. The defense looks incredible. They're on a ridiculous pace, like an, an EPA per play basis, offense and defense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they look really good. Uh, it depends on what Josh Allen you get though. Sometimes you're gonna get Josh Allen throws for 300 yards. You get Josh Allen throws for four picks. So it kind of just depends, and that's what the Bills have to live and die with because he's 
a risk taker. He's a volatile player. And that's when the good is good. It's the best in the league. So um, taking the Bills to win and cover at home, though, defense looks really good for the Bills, despite um, you know, losing Trey White. I think they can still get it done. And um, side note, looking for the Bills to go get a corner, whether it's like we talked about Pats or Tam potentially or him, maybe he goes to the Ravens or maybe he stays put. I don't know. But I'm I'm looking for them to go make a move for a, a starting caliber corner at the deadline. Yeah, this game, it yeah, I took a little bit to make a pick on this one because yeah, the Jacks have went up and down, and the uh, the Bills are coming off their biggest win of the season, and maybe what will still end up being their biggest win when the season's over. Um, tough AFC matchup here. I think going into the season, we thought this could be pretty big, but like I said, Jags are kind of being or kind of underperforming a little bit. Um, their offense still hasn't clicked yet. They've had some flashes and some games they've played well, but not every game they've kind of produced to the level people expect them to. I will say this game is in London, and the Jags have stayed there this week since their matchup last week against the Falcons. So they have had that time uh, while the Bills, I believe, traveled to London yesterday. So the Jags have had that on their side in terms of adjusting to the time zone and you know having more of a routine schedule. So I'd, I'm still picking the Bills to win and cover, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Jags won this game just from a travel standpoint, having a little more time to prepare. Um, but it should be an exciting game early morning. I'm not sure. Actually, I don't know what time this game is, but I know it is um, in London. So let's see. 8.30 a.m., so same as last week, um, early morning game before we get to the noon game. So hopefully it's a close one, but I'm not counting on it. Um, the next game we have is an AFC South matchup and the Titans at Colts. Two interesting teams this year that haven't really given you any idea of what they're going to look like for the season. Um, both kind of up and down, some weird games for both. Titans going to Indy. I'm still picking the Titans to win just because their defense has looked really good. Um, it's a one-point spread, so there really doesn't mean anything in this game. Um, and I don't really know what to make of either team's offense. The Colts have the better offense, but at the same time, the Titans have Derrick Henry, have more experience. Um, you know, Diop hasn't had a bad start to the year. It's just kind of inconsistent offensive play calling and QB play, but a lot of veteran presence in that locker room should be helpful for them. Um, I mean, back-to-back weeks holding teams to three points is big. So um, the key to the game is probably going to be, can the Colts get to 20 points? If the Colts can get to 20, I'd feel pretty good about them winning, but they're coming off back-to-back overtime games. So um, they might be running a little low on, you know, kind of, what they're wanting to throw out there in terms of play calling wise is they probably had to use more of their playbook than the average team. So I'm picking the Texans to win it or excuse me, Titans to win it. Um, I'm going to take the Colts this week, uh, cover the one because it's a one point spread. Um, Richardson has looked uh, a lot better than expected to date. And, and we'll talk about that later with the rookie watch um, He's my guy this week, but the offense appears to be clicking good enough for me to say that they're going to win because their defense has looked, I think, has looked good enough to stop the Titans, that what the Titans can do offensively. Um, they're a sneaky defense. They're not like they're, you know, they're loaded with talent across the board. I just think they're good enough to stop what the Titans. Sorry, I thought my, my mic just cut out. Um, 
No, I'm going to take him to get the win. I think it'll be a tight game. I think the one point spread is probably accurate. It's going to be probably a three point game ish. Um, I like I like the Colts at home though. Uh, I just I don't know if I can trust the Titans Titans team. They're, they've been kind of volatile. I don't want to say volatile, but like you said, inconsistent offensively is the right word. And I feel like this Colts offense is really starting to click four weeks into the season with Richardson back healthy. So take the Colts to win at home. Next one, Saints at Patriots. New England favored by one uh, at home. I'm going to take the Saints to win. I think if if Derek Carr can just be – I don't need him to be fully healthy. He's not going to be fully healthy this week. But if he can – if they can throw the ball a little bit, I think they're going to be okay because I, I, the Patriots' offense has just looked beyond dysfunctional. I don't think their defense is that good either. They just lost Christian Gonzalez for the year which sucks because that guy's was going to be a defensive rookie of the year, uh, you know, candidate. But I just, I don't know. And Judon's out. So I, I just don't know how much they're going to be able to do defensively. And I think that with a veteran quarterback and getting Kamara back, who looked good back, he looked good in his first week back. I really think that they can get a win on the road. Again, I just, I have no confidence in the Patriots offense to do literally anything at all. So that's kind of why I'm taking the Saints here. Yeah, I mean, I want the Saints to win, being an AFC fan. Um, and, I mean, the game is in Foxborough, so it makes it a little tougher on the Saints. But every time I pick the Saints, they've lost. So um, I don't want to pick them again for the sake of getting a loss on the record predictions. But picking the Patriots, I know two tough blows to their defense, which really left me in the air with who I wanted to pick. And I literally just picked the Patriots because they're at home and because when I pick the Saints, they lose. So can't really get much insight on the game other than um, I want the Saints to win, but I have to pick the Patriots because the Saints can't come through for me. Um, another matchup between conferences, Texans at the Falcons. Seems like the Falcons are home like every week. Um, the Texans to win and cover as the Falcons are favored by two. Texas offense is looking better each week. Um, their defense is coming around. Young guys on that side of the ball, including Will Anderson, Jalen Petrie, making plays. Um, picking them to beat the Falcons, who have really looked bad overall. Jesse Bates hasn't been too bad. A few picks for him. AJ Terrell hasn't been great, but he's produced. Um, and then Bijan's been pretty much their whole offense. So um, kind of a rough start for the Falcons. I didn't think they'd be great, but I didn't think they'd be this bad. Um, but going with the Texans to win it here and improve to three and two. Yeah, taking the Texans to win this one as well on the road, obviously cover the two. Uh, I just think the Falcons' offense has been abysmal, and it's really because of Desmond Ritter. He looked bad last week against Jacksonville, and, and a Jacksonville defense that I don't necessarily think is elite by any means. Um, that's kind of it. The, the Falcons' defense hasn't been superb either. Um, they haven't really played a lot of good offenses. I'll say that. They looked good. The defense looked good last week, but um, Texans appear to be clicking. The play calling's been great. CJ's been playing really well. Um, so I'm going to take the Texans to win on the road here. Panthers at Lions. Detroit favored by nine and a half at home. Lions win. Lions probably cover. I just think that they're going to be able to. They're going to score way too much on that on that Panthers defense for them to um, for them to for the Panthers to cover the nine and a half. The Lions defense isn't phenomenal, but it's good. It's good enough, and I think that they're going to do enough defensively to disrupt Bryce Young and his timing, and it just again make him kind of make it messy. And I, it's going to be taking time, and that that offense is bad. The offensive line is terrible, and Hutchinson leads the league in pressures this year, so I'm looking for him to have a big week. 
like a two plus sack game from from Hutchinson this week. Yeah, the Panthers have kind of been unimpressive across the board. You looked at their roster before going into the season, and you're like, all right, if Bryce can stay healthy, they shouldn't be bad. I mean, they could contend to win that division, but um, a lot's gone wrong for them. A lot's gone right for the Lions outside of their one loss to the Seahawks. Um, they've looked really All right, next up, we have Giants at Dolphins. The Dolphins are fared by 11, huge spread. Um, but I am picking the Giants to cover. I know the Giants would be winless without a comeback win at Arizona. So I'm picking the Dolphins to win, Giants to cover. Um, Dolphins shouldn't have much trouble with this game, and I'm looking for their offense to stay hot after kind of a down week, only putting up 20 at Buffalo. Same, Dolphins to win, Dolphins to cover. Just at, back at home, Giants have looked not very good at all. Defenses look terrible, so I'm looking for the Dolphins for another, another big offensive week. Bengals at Cardinals, kind of a get-right game for the for the Bengals on the road, favored by three. Um, it's a must-win game for them, frankly. I, I'm picking them to win, picking them to cover the three, but um, they start one and four. I think we're talking about potentially, I mean, definitely not making the playoffs. I don't think at one and four, and then I think you look at them potentially needing to think about punting on the season, legitimately consider if they're going to bring back T. Higgins or not, and if they're not going to, they should just trade him now because they they if they're going to be missing the playoffs there's no reason to hold on to him and not get anything in return so um usually i'm not for football teams taking like the baseball mentality or the or the basketball mentality of move a guy and bring him back but i think this is a case where they should if they're not gonna make the playoffs right if they're if they're gonna you know make this push all to go eight and nine and miss the playoffs like i i don't think it's worth it frankly so i think you put on the season if you start one and four um so we'll see uh but yeah a, a must win game for the Bengals and 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 what's Lucky for them, a get-right game that they have the Cardinals, you know, this week. So, yeah, I agree. I'm picking Bengals to win and cover by three. Um, you know, even though T Higgins is out with a rib fracture, they still shouldn't have a problem winning this game. But you never know with how they've looked. Um, so don't be surprised if the Cardinals win it. But I'm going with the Bengals. Eagles at Rams, a big NFC matchup in LA. Um, you know, the Eagles are four zero, but they really haven't looked that great. They barely won an overtime against the commanders last week and i know it's a divisional matchup but they should have won by 10 plus in regulation um so i'm picking the rams to win and obviously covers underdogs and what should be an exciting game yeah i'm with you um i'm gonna i think it's gonna be a great game i am gonna take the eagles to win though if i think if cup plays maybe i'll switch my pick i, I don't know i'm gonna take the eagles to win eagles to cover on the road um, kind of a game for them to the offense to kind of get right a few. It feels like they've been a little underwhelming despite being 4-0. So um, there's that. Uh, again, we won't know if Cup's going to play till probably Friday or Saturday, so it's going to be some time. But um, it should be a great game regardless, and I'm looking forward to it for sure. Um, big one. big one. I'm surprised this isn't a primetime game. I'm surprised they didn't, I guess we thought the Rams would be bad, but I'm surprised this wasn't. Can we just flex this Thursday Night Football? I mean, geez, dude. Right. Thursday Night Game's going to suck this week. Just flex this one. Um, obviously can't do that, but it'd be nice. Next one's the Jets at the Broncos. Uh, Broncos favored by a point and a half at home in the teams in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes bowl. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will be playing for either team with the injury, obviously. Um, picking the Jets to win on the road and cover the 1.5, one and a half point spread. Um, Zach Wilson looked really good last week. I mean, he looked like he was comfortable in the offense, looked like he really had a good grasp on it. And I feel like he didn't make a lot of mistakes kind of later in the game and if you can replicate that performance, I'm looking for them to have a good offensive day. And then obviously defensively, um, they've stifled basically everybody. And um, for the Pats, which is just shocking in and of itself for the most part. But that said, I think they, they have a really good week and they 
Um, they had a good week against against a subpar uh, Broncos offense. Yeah, I'm picking the Jets as well. Um, you know, they played really well Sunday night against the Chiefs, and I'm predicting that they're going to stay playing well, at least for this game against the struggling uh, Broncos team in Denver. Altitude, always a factor, but I think the Jets will play well enough to win and cover that one-and-a-half-point underdog spread. Um, next up, later game, 325 Central, Chiefs at Vikings. Chiefs are favored by four. Picking them to win and cover. Um, the Vikings' defense hasn't looked great, and neither has the Chiefs, but I think the Chiefs are going to play a more complete game, and I don't think the Vikings' defense is going to do enough to keep their offense in the game. Um, I think the Chiefs go up early, and then they stay up. Um, I don't think the Vikings' offense will be able to go uh, drive for drive with the Chiefs, even though they're in uh, Minneapolis. So shouldn't be too close of a game. And then Sunday night, we have the Cowboys at 49ers. Um, couple big time NFC teams or at least should be this year in the playoffs. I think the Niners have eliminated the Cowboys each of the last two seasons in the playoffs. Um, Niners fared by four in San Francisco, picking them to win and cover. Uh, they looked really good. The most complete team in the league so far through four games. And I don't see that stopping this time or at least against the Cowboys. Um, you know, the Cowboys offense is pretty shaky and their defense has played well, but the Niners just have so many different facets to that offense that it's tough to stop, tough to even slow down. So I'm going with the Niners. This is the game I'm most excited for this week, um, without a doubt. Sunday Night Football, Cowboys at 49ers should be awesome. Can take the Niners to win at home, Niners to cover the four. Um, I think they have the best player in football, uh, frankly. I think Christian McCaffrey's the best player in the NFL right now. Um, I think he's the MVP. The fact that he's not on MVP odds at anything close to top six is just disgusting to me. Uh, I think he's been the most valuable player in the league. They look like the best team in the league, and he has been the reason for that. So um, I'm picking for them to win. I'm, it's going to be a great game. Um, these are two awesome, awesome units, arguably the best offense in football outside of maybe outside of Miami, but one of the best offenses in football going up against the best defense in football uh, kind of through four weeks should be awesome. Super pumped. It'll be in Santa Clara, which will be great. Environment there is always awesome. Fans always show out. So pumped for this game uh, for sure. Did we get Chiefs-Vikings? Did we skip that yeah. one? I got it. Okay. I'll do, I'll do my pick real quick. Chiefs win and cover. I don't, think, did I, I don't think I did my pick. Chiefs win and cover. Vikings, if they lose, they probably have to sell a little bit. Think about it, one and four. So that, that short and sweet. Chiefs are going to win this game by four, by more than four. Um, last game of the week, Sunday night, or Monday Night Football, Packers at Raiders. Green Bay favored by one on the road, picking the Packers to win. Frankly, the Raiders just, I don't think they're that good. Um, you know, I know they're at home, but it's going to be a Packers home game for the most part because that stadium, Vegas isn't is in Raiders town. That's kind of just how it is. It's a tourist town at its heart, and um, I think the Packers will show out. I think the Packers have a good game. Jordan Love, I don't know if people aren't really talking about the Packers offense as being legit. I mean, Jordan Love looks, looks good through four weeks, so – um, looking for them to have a big one, and if Aiden O'Connell has to make another start for the for the Raiders, looking for uh, Lucas Van Ness, rookie edge rusher out of Iowa, to have a big week. Um, him and Rashawn Gary both. I know, you know Khalil Mack had six sacks last week against the Raiders because Aiden held the ball for just way too long in the pocket. So looking for, uh, like I said, Rashawn Gary and then Lucas Van Ness to have a big week. Yeah, I mean, Packers at Raiders, interesting Monday night game, but I'm going with the Packers to win and cover in Vegas. Um you know, what's normally a rowdy fan base, um, kind of unimpressive 
year so far for the Raiders, kind of underperformed even for what I thought they could be, um, you know, a 6-7 win team. They're struggling, and they need a lot to go right, and they do have three really good players, but, um, you know, you need more than three to have a really good team. So, overall, I think the Packers win. They've looked the Packers have looked fairly consistent throughout the season. Not too many highs, not too many lows. And I think that'll be beneficial in terms of the, you know, truly the duration of the season, getting through it. Um, and it could put them as a wild card team. So we'll see how that plays out. But I'm picking the Packers to win that one. Closing out the episode with our second rookie watch. Um, last week, we each picked offensive and a defensive rookie to talk about. And I am going for defense. I'm going with Brian Branch, the Strong safety, kind of do-it-all defensive back for the Detroit Lions. He's been really solid. Um, He had a pick six in his first career game on that Thursday night season opener in Kansas City. Um, On the season, he has 25 tackles and four PBUs. So not terrible, but again, those PBU numbers are probably going to be pretty low being a strong safety. Um, He's made some big-time plays, timely tackles. Um, You know, doesn't really miss tackles dating back to his days at Bama. He's been a really a surefire prospect, really, and the Lions getting him in the second round was a was a steal for them. Um, props to the Lions. They've done a really good job building that team, keeping a culture, develop, developing it over the last three years, and drafting really well. So um, props to them. Brian Branch, I think, is a good reason why why they're 3-1, and one, and their only loss was in overtime um, to the Seahawks. So um, rooting for him, and I hope he keeps it up throughout the season. I mean, top 10, listen, top 10 player on my board, Brian Branch. Let's just put some respect on his name. Uh, no, he did, he's been awesome. I don't know how the NFL let him fall to, what, to the, in the 30s or the 40s in the second round. It was just blasphemous. So um, I admit as a top 10 player, even as a top 15 player, it, clearly he's been playing as such. Um, he's been awesome. I love to see it. I love to see him be successful. Guy that got labeled as a tweener by some is absolutely not a tweener. He's a stud defensively and, um, I'm so glad he's been succeeding in the NFL, especially on an NFC team. Um, next guy I got also an NFC defender, interior defensive lineman Jalen Carter uh, for the Eagles, guy that we talked at length about kind of through the draft process. A generational talent fell in the draft due to some off-the-field issues. Um, he's been a generational talent through and through, uh, you know, for the Eagles. It's just a matter of, you know, does he keep the off-the-field stuff kind of at bay for his whole career? And if he does, boy, the Eagles got – the rich got so much richer with him. He's been a monster – um, I mean, from pass rush to run defense to just general interior defensive line play, he's been awesome. Um, the guy's a stud. Again, I think he went to the – we talked about it at length. Right? He went to the perfect place. The perfect place for him to go was to the Eagles because they, they've they got all the veterans in that room, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. It's a well-run organization. And um, if there's ever and they and they picked his teammate Nolan Smith, which I think will help him. Nicobe Dean's also there, so stable environment for him, and he's been um, every bit as advertised as a football player for the Eagles. Yeah, I agree with you. Big time impact for them on a D line that lost a, lost a big guy this off season. Um, looking at the offensive side of the ball for rookies for me, a guy that was drafted in the third round with the 84th pick. Out of Texas A&M, um, Devon Achan of the Miami Dolphins. At running back, he's had a really good year. Just an offense loaded with a, guy, a bunch of guys with track backgrounds like himself. Um, ran track while playing football at A&M. Through really, he's only played two games this year outside of one carry uh, against the Patriots. He played in two games, and he's had 26 carries for 304 yards. 
um, up there in the league in yards or rush yards for running backs with only playing half of the allotted games. But, I mean, he's looked really, really impressive early on. He had a monster game in that 70-point effort against the Broncos in Miami. He went for 203 with two touchdowns and a 67-yard carry. And then last week he followed it up with eight for 101. So still a great performance from him. Another two touchdowns and a 55-yard carry. So uh, speed has been on full display, his elusiveness in that offense that have so many elusive players. Um, just a great fit for him, a great pick by the Dolphins, and um, hope he keeps doing well throughout his rookie year. Speed kills, brother. Um, the guy's been just on an offense with an ungodly amount of speed. He appears to be maybe the fastest, and um, they're getting him the ball. They're manufacturing touches for him, so he's looked really good. Curious to see how, with Jeff Wilson coming back, how the running back dynamic works between, you know, Wilson, A-Chan, I think is how he wants to be called now, A-Chan. I don't remember. Um, I said something about it. It was not A-Chan, I don't think. I think it's A-Chan, something like that. And then then Raheem Mostert. So curious to see kind of how those touches shake out and how they choose to use – specifically Devon and maybe they put him out in the slot a little bit. I know Waddle was banged up last week or two weeks ago, played this past week, didn't really play a ton though. So um, maybe they get him some rest. Maybe they get Tyreek some rest and maybe use a or Devon a Chan, I believe um, kind of again, getting him work on that with that, that, that they call it that cheat motion where they motion Tyreek out, um, having run of the, from numbers to numbers, and then stop on a dime and run a post around him. It's stupid. Um, so maybe they have him do some of that. Maybe they have him do some some slot work, some kind of run some uh, some collect routes down the seam. So curious to see what he does there. But um, yeah, he's been awesome so far, and a guy that I personally wasn't super high on in the draft. I the AM tape wasn't great. That said, the AM program wasn't great at the time. So um, curious to see how he kind of develops throughout the rookie year, throughout the rest of the rookie year, and see how they choose to use him going out uh, kind of four weeks in now. Um, so they they use him the rest of the season. So. Uh, guy I got here on offense this week is Anthony Richardson, quarterback for the Colts. Um, talk about a guy who's just been so much better than advertised. Um, he's not been he's not been better than CJ, but he's been really really good. I think kind of given what the expectation was for him and what it was set at. I think even when you look at the first preseason game to now, he's a much more uh, I think he's a much more aware passer and he's a much more decisive passer. And I think he's learning to tr- to trust his arm less and trust what he sees more which is always a struggle with guys who have super talented arms that kind of have a little bit of a gunslinger mentality that said when you watch the all 22 tape you see some stupid throws from him and some really really crazy plays um but you know what i mean he's the great he's literally the greatest athlete to ever play the to ever play the position so um, you kind of expect that from him and again the running ability has clearly shown to be an impact for for him and for that team, I think he's already got four, three or four rushing, touch, rushing touchdowns on the season. So um, he's been great, though. I mean, he's been much better than advertised. I think if he can truly get it right but kind of between the years and just as a as a processor of information, which is hard, and it's very difficult. Um, I think if he become a, a more of a tra- – not more of a traditional, but just hone the ability to sit in the pocket and pass, I think the, the Colts could have a serious quarterback in their hands and um, – Add to the list, man. Add, add those two AFC rookie quarterbacks to the list of AFC studs. So um, he's been great this year, though. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Rooting for him up there in Indy and in what should be a wide-open division for the next couple of years. I know the Jags are supposed to be favorites, but they've had a little bit of a slow start. So opportunity for the Colts to take advantage and maybe push for a division title. Um, but I'll pretty much wrap up Thursday Turf Talk, the seventh edition. 
Um, we will have another edition next week where we cover the seventh week of college football and the sixth week of the NFL. Um, crazy that we're already that far into the season, but this is the best time of the year for sports. Um, you know, if you want to hear recaps on all the other sports and what's going on, uh, we'll have episode 56 come out on Tuesday where we'll cover um, the golf recap of the PGA tournament this weekend. First one in a few weeks. We'll cover um, a playoff update, kind of talk about what went down in the wildcard series as those are still going on right now. And then we'll also talk about the NBA and NHL possibly, um, maybe with some predictions. Maybe we'll wait another week on that. But those seasons are getting ready to start here in the next week or next couple weeks. Um, yeah, pretty much wraps it up. Appreciate you all tuning in. We're going to have this on Thursday, regular episode on Tuesday, just like every other week. Follow us on social media at Coltsy Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you know, wherever you like listen to, listening to us, uh, wherever you can find us. Make sure to spread the word. Um, let people know kind of what we talk about, what we cover, and we appreciate all support. We appreciate doing this, or we like doing this for y'all every week, two times a week. So stay tuned, and we'll see y'all in a few days. We'll see you guys soon.